we're talking about Jesus. One of these men turns around and comes over and, and breaks us up and interrupts us. And he says, um, can you like not talk about Jesus? You're offending us. Oh yeah, my gosh. Can you keep it down a little bit? Yeah. We don't want the We don't want to hear, hear this. It. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna... Yeah. All right, so uh, welcome everyone to the Real Life Podcast, and um, if you've tuned in before, you know this is the place where we get to talk about real life, where we get to talk about how we live out our faith and all of the complexity and the messiness of life, and here we try to just deal with real questions. So uh, I am your host, Dale Satram, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Jones. Katie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. So, excited. Yeah, this is going to be an exciting one. So, you know, last week we, we just started an intro. We touched bases on talking about other religions and talking about what we believe, why we believe it. And, um, you know, 1 Peter 3.15, I used that verse last week where it talked about uh, be, be ready to give an answer uh, for, for the reason of the hope that's within you. And, and so we are to be prepared. We are to be able to give an answer. And uh, let's face it, it's, it's kind of confusing out there when you step back because there are so many different churches, so many different religions. And, uh, you know, that's why we're going to have conversations about, well, how do we know what's right and what's... Uh, well, like today. T today, what's a cult? And uh, we're going to explore that more later in some other podcasts. But today, we thought it would be great to listen to two people's stories. Don't you think, Katie? It's not my stories are just the best. Yes, yes, that personal experience. And not only that, how they were able to come to know the real Jesus, have a relationship with the real Jesus outside of that. So I'm so excited for you guys to be here and be willing to share your story. I know it's probably emotional, um, but you guys are just so inspiring. And I love your guys' love for just your relationship with Jesus. And so I'm excited. I'm so pumped. I don't think we've actually introduced them. We need to introduce oh, them yep, because yep. now we have mystery guests. So this Celebrity is Celebrity guests. Yes. Matt and Tammy Lane. Woo! Yeah. Hi. So thank you so much for You're the both welcome. of you being here. Yes. Now, listen, I'm, I'm no cult expert. I'm just not. And so I don't want to promote <laughs> myself as that. I do know that there are some, you know, standard... Um, uh, you know, definitions of cults and whatnot, and and you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. But but I know one of those things is control, just massive amounts of control right. that they have. And I've heard a little you know, bits and parts pieces of your story, and so we just we want to hear a little bit of your story and um, your experiences. And I, and I think that is just sometimes just the best way to kick off some of these topics is to yeah. start with with personal stories. Yeah. So, you know, as, um, you know, let's just, let's just jump into that. So um, maybe you guys can just uh, give us a, a, a little bit of your story. You know, we say cult, you know, people right now are thinking of all kinds of things, right. you know, what kind of cult right. were you involved in, you know, and, and uh, you know, were you like sacrificing animals and right. all kinds of crazy things? Yeah. Um, no, no. <laughs> um, so talk to us a little bit about, okay, history. How did you get involved? And we want to be, we always want to be careful here too. Even though we're talking about, oh, you know, maybe some some things that aren't good and that people should avoid, we always want to do it in a, in a careful way and in a respectful way because even people that are trapped in cults, we, we don't hate them. 
Right. So, so I just want everybody to know that. So we're, we, we want to be just always gracious and loving, right. even when we recognize things are wrong. Right. So so talk to us a little bit about your story, uh, what you were involved in, how did that happen? So just launch in wherever you want. I would say we didn't even, it seemed normal. Yeah. Um, until we truly found the truth. Because mm. um, Tammy, didn't you they, grow up in this? I did. I was. Okay. We both were born. We were into both it. born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay that so that's yeah. different. Well, that's and a big my deal. My mother was, and so I'm like, you know, third generation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe even more because my grandfather was born into it. My grandfather was born into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. So it's been in the family and for a while yeah, then. Yeah. Okay, well, so what was, okay, so because I know we'll get to the point where you yeah. guys realize, like, okay, this is not normal. But growing up, paint a, pic- paint a picture of what it what it looks like that other people on the outside would be like, well, that's not normal, but it was normal to you. Oh paint some gosh. pictures of what that looked like. For me, I mean, you know, you were born and raised in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the preacher of the church passed away in 1969 and that's when um, baptism stopped and that's when outsiders stopped being allowed to come in and join 1969 yes wow was it a normal church up until 1969 i was only four so i couldn't really tell you about that um i i would think so because outsiders could come hear the word Right. Make a commitment, get baptized, and then be part of the FOC in Oregon City. So there were certain things that were, we would say, normal church experiences. Jesus, baptism, church attendance, I mean, things like that. Were, that's, that's fairly normal before across the board. 1969. And, yeah, before There's 1969. Probably. Yeah. Still no medical. No. Yeah, still uh, uh, things were similar mm-hmm. to a, a, what I would call now a normal church, but right. not everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was still no uh, doctors. Um, so, so that belief that mm-hmm. this church uh, believed that you could not have any outside medical attention. Correct. Okay, so there were some very interesting, yes. very well. That's not very traditional across the board with no, other churches. And so, right. Maybe another thing that was a big, a big thing: no grace ever. No, no. grace. Never through God's. Never through Jesus what he did on the cross. You, if you were in trouble, you had to prove yourself to the church. Really? And the pastor would tell you when you could be accepted back in. Can you give an example? Can you give an example of that? Yes. So um, a friend of ours, well, I, I can give you an example because my own parents were in trouble. Mm-hmm. And this is a story that I just grew up knowing. So my mom and dad were having marriage counseling trouble. They had to sit on the pulpit with the pastor and could have no um, friends, no, the pastor actually, the preacher actually told the congregation to not have anything to do with them until he got their marriage right like to not they had to stay focused on their marriage so they had to sit in front of the whole congregation and um 
not have any friends or anything until he allowed it. So lots and lots of public shaming mm. for any mistake you made. Mm. Um, very tight thumb, very um, proof to him, and he would then let you, like usually it took a year of, oh my gosh. to when you could, yeah. uh, <gasps> your repentance would a year be of isolation yes. and yeah. public shaming yeah yes wow yeah. well it also yeah. sounds like in getting back to this whole issue of control that control was very centralized around uh either a central figure or a, you know a very very small select group of people who seemed to well did they speak for god did they they um well i guess i just keep going back to that word control yeah they controlled people's lives Very. they controlled what yes. they yep. could do or not do yep. okay absolutely yep. and then even after the pastor preacher passed away then it was um people just shunned you when you needed people the most they had we had what we called a wall of shame and we witnessed this several times it was called that it was called the wall yes. of shame oh my goodness and you stood there with your head hung down, no one spoke to you. You came, uh, if you dared to get out of your car before a church, you stood on that wall. No one greeted you, because we would greet with a holy kiss. No one greeted you, talked to you. You went in and sat down. You got up and went back out to your car. Wow. And if people, if you did go to show them kindness, then people would say, well, you must be up to something no good. Oh my gosh. Too. So showing love, I would say that was one of the biggest things that hit me, realizing was no love, no forgiveness, mm. no no grace, no grace. Yeah. So I I totally understand because you know, some people are listening to this and, and it's like, well, for crying out loud, how could you stay in something like that? But when you're when you're born into it. Right. See, I, I, I can understand that it would feel normal because it would be normal to, de to you. So obviously you're not there anymore. I would love to hear what happened because, you know, I, I, uh, we can focus on, I'm sure, lots of painful memories. And I'm sorry for those. I'm sure you have plenty of them, both of you. But I think the best parts of the story are about God's grace right. and his mercy and his forgiveness and his deliverance. And, and so I'd love to hear how did that happen? How did God begin to work in your life and bring you out of something that uh, you thought was normal? How'd that happen? Um because <laughs> here you are so it did happen so yes it did have, have, absolutely the, it happened I, I we both we just talked about this the very first thing was when they started letting their babies die mm. sacrificing their babies explain that what do you mean by that because someone's gonna think they okay. literally sacrificed them <laughs> letting let's their clarify getting no medical attention <clears throat> okay. and watching literally watching their baby die yeah. praying over their baby laying on hands anointing it praying to God for a miracle. And then if the child died, it was their time. Wow. Uh, uh, let me clarify something here. Sure, sure, um, man. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, this is because the Followers of Christ is a faith-based mm -hmm. church and a works-based church. 
so they the reason why they were letting their babies die is because they were putting their faith in God that, that God would heal them. Mm-hmm. If it was not God's will and it was God's will to let them for that baby to die, then right. that was God's will. Right. So that, were, that's how they rationalized it. Yes. So they would take some scriptures that does say to pray, anoint with oil, because yes. okay, the Bible does say that, yes. but they um, would not allow any... Um, antibiotics or you know something simple that would Correct. actually cure uh, a, you know a simple disease or an infection and but so they rejected that type of medical care yes okay so when the first one died we had just got Kate mm. and we had waited a long time for your daughter this, by the way daughter. our daughter yes, yes. Kate. and we were she wasn't legally ours yet so we were getting we were taking her to the doctor and mm. I secretly liked it. Right. I loved it because so did I, I. love. Okay. So then the night the baby died, you guys, it was, it was just, we both came into the living room, and we both said, I said, I'm not, I'm not letting her die. Mm. I'm not no. afraid of the medical. And Matt said the same thing, okay. and we both said we would take her in, was and that, that started questioning everything okay i was gonna say sorry to interrupt was that the first time you guys had ever had a conversation even remotely close to being like whoa like we might need to leave or were not necessarily necessarily. leaving Mm. but But what ifs because Mm -hmm. i was struggling with because i'd say to matt we're the only ones we're the only ones out of the whole um world and i'd say all these babies, God's gonna let all these babies burn, and my and I asked that to my family, and they'd say there's different degrees of hell, and babies won't burn as hot. So, oh, hold on, we're unpacking a whole other thing. So they, <laughs> so they believed the babies wouldn't even make it no, to heaven. No one no. would. Only us. Only, Only our the members of that church of Oregon, in Oregon City, City Church of the whole wide world. That's how we were. Wow. If you don't go to if this church in this building, building, you're going to you're hell. going to hell. Wow. We had an okay. automatic in. We yes. were the chosen people. Had you guys ever seen any other people leave throughout these years? Oh, tons. And what was the talk? What was the shame around that? Paint that picture. Well, they would leave due to other reasons, not finding Jesus, but they would. Um, commit different sins of whatever nature and the shame would be too much for them so they would leave the church and go live their life to start a new life away from all the shame and reproach what kind of if you don't mind sharing i just because i'm curious i'm sure someone else is what kind of sin just in jet like i know you said marital problems was that and it sounds like they're very involved in your personal oh way Um, adultery, okay. fornication, sure. drugs, um, drugs, okay. drinking. Just the ri- okay. Yeah, just, just I mean some major stuff that you know I mean. Would they come and confess it, or would it almost yes. be it, okay? Well, it would get well, found out. Found out, and, and then it would go somehow. rampant, and then they were yeah. And rather than sitting up on a pulpit or standing at the wall of shame for a year, they would. I just can't do this. Leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave. Because after the um, last elder died, sitting up on the pulpit, quit. It was just the wall yeah, of shame. So that was yeah. 1984. So then you're judged by the whole congregation. 86. 
excuse me, 86. Yeah. Wow. 1986. Oh, my yeah. goodness. My what, goodness. What would it look like for the children of, like, let's say the parents oh, that they were on were the horrible. wall of shame? They couldn't have people over. The grandparents would step in and have kids over for their grandchildren because they couldn't go over to the mom and dad's house because they had been, oh, you know, they were naughty. Oh, the and kids would be separated from... Well, the, not necessarily just separated. For the social just part. for the social part. Just for the social part. part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. The grandparents would step in if there were no grandparents. Aunts, Aunts and if they uncles. Had, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Even the kids were hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You guys... Um, oh, my gosh. There's so many things. I could keep you guys here all day. <laughs> but um, I want to make it... Let's say somebody's listening that is just like, well, uh, you know, I'm, I would love to get out or, you know, whatever it is. What are some of the things that you, or, or maybe they have gotten out, but they're still struggling. Is there anything that you guys still have ingrained that like you struggle with, but you have to kind of fight that voice that's like tr the telling you things that you grew up with that you know are not to be true now? Is there anything like that today? Or do you feel like you have a hundred percent been I, able to fully? I'm a hundred percent. I am a hundred percent this amazing. year. Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely, one hundred percent. When we, I would go just to go do a simple, like to go have lunch with my friends that didn't go to that church, it was a mess up in my head. Aww. It was, uh, what are you doing? You yeah. sh I mean, I mean, oh my gosh, the conversations, angel devil, angel devil. I mean, it was just. Am I doing something wrong? Oh Is my God gosh. upset with yeah. me? Yes. Am I gonna get judged? I'm gonna Am I, yeah. die on the way there yeah, and I'm not I'm, gonna go I'm to gonna heaven. Go. <laughs> I'm gonna, and, and so that's, I feel like, we're like with the like Jesus is now seeping into all of that <laughs> all of that that was messed up he's covering it and and it's now I can go into Oregon City and if I run into someone it's like hey that's yeah. your problem not yeah. mine. Yeah, I hope free. you see yeah. me living my best life yeah. in Christ yeah. I'm not doing anything bad I hope you see me loving the Lord and living yeah. and I'm with all these beautiful people and and the Lord and I'm loving okay. us back yes and, and I didn't grow yes. horns the Lord yeah. loving us back yeah. experiencing yes. the love of Jesus yes. on your own yes. life yes what a beautiful thing I, I think what, what's encouraging about your story is that um, uh, there's hope there's mm -hmm. healing uh, there is an other side, and so people that are that are either trapped in that or maybe have come out of something, um, if they keep walking the path, they, they will find some freedom, and, and you guys are a great example of that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to go back to your story, though, and, and just walk us through the process, because it sounded like uh, there were some cracks that were happening in terms of your in what you believed as far as the church and your involvement when it came to the children walk us through you know um from that moment what else how did god lead you out of that because you weren't going to let your your baby die and then and then say i mean there, there, there was a i'm sure a series there of was. of mental shifts spiritual shifts in you so so walk us through that a little bit so i think the second thing in when after the babies after the baby had had died, then when, so parents sacrificed their child, yes, go in heaven, we did the right thing. But we're now we're gonna fight our court, our court case. Our sentence. Our sentence. Yeah. I'm not just gonna go to jail and own what I did right. because that was right. 
no, now the parents are going to save their own bacon, mm -hmm. and we're going to fight this yep. and avoid jail. And I'm like, well, if this was all good and you believe this, then why wouldn't you be all in and accept, accept the, consequences. the consequences of it? Yeah. So then that led to major lying on the stand. Mm. I've been, at the time, I was 40... Let's see, Kate, 48 years old. I grew up, I knew the rules. I knew them front mm -hmm. and back. Yeah. They were, I was a good rule follower. And they would say, oh no, it's not uncommon for 100, 150 to 200 people show up to the house. That's just what we do, we're really close. And I'm like, what? They only show up when someone is dying. Right. Under oath, lying, 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 lying. Oh boy. To save their bacon. Huh. And then I was like, it just that, and then major, majorly that brought us, was like, this is not the church. Right. This is not what we've been taught. And then changing the rules to fit their situation. Mm. Um, and twisting scripture. And twisting scripture. Mm. And, um, then that led us to my daughter was struggling in this group of girls that she was hanging out with and she said this one sunday she said i'm gonna go make new friends and i'm like well okay but you can only make new friends within the church well she did she went and found this sweet little group of girls then out of that their parents started inviting us over to their houses well they had discovered the truth mm. and they 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 found saved by grace mm. and they started we would i remember this one night we were at this campfire and they started talking about saved by grace and they started i said what i said <laughs> explain that and they said yes all you have to do is believe in your heart confess with your mouth mm -hmm. and i'm like no, you don't. <laughs> I said, where's your works? Where's, hey, you, you can't just be saved like that. And they go, read this. For by grace you are saved oh. through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works. Lest Ephesians anyone should 2, boast. 8 and 9. Yep. Wow. Ephesians and 2 and 9. we, I was like, this is all I have to do. This is all, I kept saying that. This is all I have to do. And they were like, yes, Tim. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, no. We, and then it just, I, I was so confused. Was it almost like it God was, was just peeling the blinders yes. off? Just, just pulling back it was, the blinders I was going, like, look, look, look. That's all I have to yes. do. I kept, I, I kept repeating it. We, they would be like way on to something else. And I'm like, that's all I have to do. <laughs> and I did. Wow. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I do believe. I think I can do this. I think I can. I did. And then it was like, I'd never seen light mm. in my life. I had never seen such beauty and such, and I'm like, I think I'm saved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, I think I just did this, Matt. Yeah. And he's like, I think I did too. Well, and, I, I was still kind of not accepting 100% of it right then. Well, well saying right. too good and to that, be true, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. too easy. And, you know, I, it wasn't much long after that we were over at some friend's house and oh, that's uh, right. my guy friend there 
he uh, he said to me, he says, can you say you are saved, Matt? And I'm, I had to think about it. I'm like, well, I think I am. I hope I am. Right. But I can't say that I am. And he told me to read Ephesians 2, 8 yeah. and 9. Yeah. And so I started reading it, and he says, no, read it out loud. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and he goes, now read it again. And I read it again, and I just bust out crying. Yeah. Mm. And he says, now, are you saved? And I went, absolutely, I am saved. Uh, I believe in Jesus. Mm. That's beautiful. He died on the cross for yeah. my sins. Amen. For and all of our sins. And it's that simple. And then, yeah. so these people were, unbeknownst to us, were already kind of being ostracized and talked about mm-hmm. in the cult. Well, we were like, just loving everything <laughs> sure. and just couldn't wait till the next weekend to get together with them and, and just, you know, tell us more. Mm. Just tell us more what you're, what you're, mm. what you're finding, what, you know, what this wow. Jesus is like, you wow. know. And um, then the ball dropped on us because our families were like, so they were called the funny thinkers. Ah. And wow. we actually had to move where we had been sitting at church. I would sit there for 25 plus years. Yeah. And people said, if you're going to start thinking like that, you need to move over to the other side of the building. Fine, we did. That's fine. It's closest to the door, which I'm on my way out, I hope. (laughs) And um, we did. Well, so let's talk about that. How did you get out? Because obviously, okay, all this was going on, change was going on, and you and in others... How did you finally leave? What did that we look like? We were like waiting for what is what is it going to look like, Matt? What is I mean, like we were being accused of going to other churches, sure. being accused of of all this, and we hadn't. And Matt said, "We're being accused of it, Tam. Let's go try it out." <laughs> so, we, so we did. We so. did. We'd start. We'd get up and go uh, to the first service in the morning, and then we would go to, you know, and just, uh, it was just amazing. We we're like, they're. They're reading out of the Bible, Matt. They're teaching. They're friendly. Yeah. They're, and then we would go to FOC, and it was like followers of Christ. Right. Is that's mm-hmm. And it would be like, wah, wah. <laughs> and it was like, there's, not, there's nothing. And then I was like, babe, what's it going to look like? You know, what, what is it? And he asked, like, I don't know. And then I'll, I'll let you tell. <laughs> I had a date in my mind that I was going to quit going. Yes. She kept asking me, when are we going to leave? When's our last day going to be at FOC? And I was like, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know. I'm not going to step ahead of God and say, this is my date. This is when I'm going to leave. Sure. I, I don't know. And uh, through all of this, um, there were probably counting children there were probably a group of 200 of us that had the same funny thinking right <laughs> um coming to jesus right and yeah. so the adults uh they had created uh, a group on an app called whatsapp yeah uh, it's a conversation group yeah. right and so uh in october uh some of the men a small small group of the men started talking about baptism on Monday, they started talking this. Uh, they had been meeting with a pastor from another church that one of these men had known growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were planning on getting baptized that coming Saturday. Wow. 
and they had put in the this WhatsApp group, um, if anybody else is interested, feel free to contact. Or if any, you have any questions. Any questions yeah. or whatever, you know, come uh, reach yeah. out to any one of us who are going to get baptized and we'll talk to you. Mm. So I reached out to one of them. Because it was like, how can you... How can they get baptized? Well, that's a risky move, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's the significance for somebody that doesn't know? Because baptism for you guys was a big no-no. Oh in my the followers gosh. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of people I'll, don't I'll know that. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. So in in the FOC, uh, one, if you leave the church, you're turning your back on God. Okay. But you can come back if you apologize and make it right. Right, repent, all that stuff. Right, If you get baptized, you are taking up with another spirit. You're dead. You Ooh. are dead. No chance Never. of returning back to You're FOC. Automatically period. going to hell, which isn't biblical. Well, of course not, not at all. But, so. but it does remind me of uh, New Testament because sometimes when the when the Jews would get baptized in the name of Jesus, often that's uh, they were kicked out of their family, they lost their business. Right. Absolutely. They lost, I mean, so it's, yeah. just, it's really really similar. I mean, yes. if you got baptized, yeah. that was a deal breaker. Because my family would say, "Don't," and I knew exactly what they were like. You go do all that, you know, whatever. Get it out of your system. Do what you think you have to do. Do not. Do not. Wow. Don't wow. commit the ult. Do so, not. So what happened? So, <laughs> so I, I reached out to one of the men that was getting baptized on Saturday, very close friends of ours. And so Tammy and I went over there on a Friday evening and talked with them for four hours, oh, five hours, a long time. And we left there at like 11 o'clock. We was already out in Molala, moved out to Molala. Um, so it was, you know, a 30-minute drive home, and her and I are talking. When I left their house, I, I told him, I said, uh, I am happy for you. I support you. I don't know that I'm ready to take that step yet. Mm -hmm. But thank you. I just you. wanted to understand yeah. how you could just, be bad, yeah. what that meant, you know, because that was like, we were still just grasping grace. Sure, sure. Yeah. But he's cutting ties now. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what so, are you doing? You know, on the way home, her and I chat about it all the way home, and we're talking more once we get home. And, uh, Sorry. It's emotional. It, it's, this, this is deep. I think people need to know that. She said to me, you're getting baptized tomorrow. I just know him. I mean, we've been <laughs> married forever. I'm like, you're not stopping talking about it. If you're wanting my blessing, oh, baby. And I, I told her, it. I said, yes, I'm going to get baptized tomorrow. And she goes, Luke's going to baptize you. That's very close friend of mine yeah. at the time. And I said, yes. And she goes, I know he's a late night dude. Text him right now. And this is at midnight. Oh but my. baby, it was Friday night because then you went over and talked to him on Saturday. Saturday. We got baptized got on baptized Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yes, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I made a mistake there. Yes. So Kate was spending the night at their house with their daughter that Friday night. And I, I texted Luke. I said, I got a question for you. Are you still up? Yes. He answered immediately. <laughs> I said, would you baptize me tomorrow? The next day. Or the Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. And he didn't hesitate. Absolutely. So then I go over to Saturday to pick up our daughter. And Luke and I had a ball fest on his front porch yeah. for 45 minutes mm -hmm. talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so 
it was like we went, I went and got baptized that Sunday instead of going to church. We went to Redeemed and Liberal. Yeah. And uh, we went and got baptized, and it was like, well, we're not going back. (laughs) We're done. We're done now. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a month before the date I had in my head Mm. that I was, I'm like, baby, I'm sorry, I'm done. But, and I'm like, Yes, now we're really done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. So yeah. that's how we finally yeah. made the step to leave the FOC. Wow. Well, now, so can you can you really talk a little bit about family after that? What did mm. what did life look like after? Well, that, that cost you something. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what was the the cost to family and friends? A uh, complete one hundred percent cut off of all ties with family still in the FOC. Mm. And okay. and prior to that, um, so we moved out here in January 2018. February 2018, <coughs> Tammy went to a Katy Perry concert with a bunch of non-FOC Jazzercise friends. Mm. And one of those ladies posted a video on Facebook. Uh-oh. Her family seen it. My sister seen Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Our phones lit up. <laughs> they started cutting us off then. Oh, my. Yeah, so we had already kind of been cut off. I mean, they would still speak, you know, and whatnot. But, but, and we still had some friends. But really, when we started hanging out with, with these people, we really were feeling the repercussion of it yeah. from our family. Because they didn't want us, like one of my sisters said, don't even talk to me. I don't even know what God you pray to. Wow. Don't even talk to me because they didn't. They were so fearful mm. that we would get in their head or cause yeah. them confusion, like a disease. Like, yeah, get infected. Yeah, yeah. Yes. by this grace yes. thing you you, you yes. have embraced. Where exactly. We were a plague to them at this point. Exactly. Oh my so I just want to ask clarification too. So you in within the followers of Christ, you are not supposed to have any any other friends outside of that. Any. How no. do you bring people? So I have multiple questions here. How do, <laughs> how do people find Jesus within your cult? You know what I mean? So how do so it just keeps growing? They marry within the church, yes. keep going. Nobody else is allowed to come in. Correct. Correct. That stopped when Walter White died. In 1969. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The only way you can come in, we adopted Kate. Wow. You have to be born in it or adopted into it as a as a baby. But you, very you, sustainable. you can't <laughs> you can't marry outside of no. the church at no. all. No, no. Wow, how lucky are you two that you guys have such right? a great marriage and relationship and are and you know related. best friends. I know and aren't really related. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of important too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, second question is um, so you guys seemed really taken away by scriptures. Had you not heard any of the <gasps> no. what did the teachings look like within this? Uh, followers of Christ. What did it look like? What was a typical Sunday other than wall of shame? You know. Well, okay, so from 69 to 86, it was just elders who okay. did get up and, and teach out of the Bible, but they still had held fast to the preacher's beliefs of, you know, no doctors, um, no outside friendship, no none of that. You you know, this is the only way. But, but they also had to avoid certain scriptures. I mean, right? for crying oh out my loud, gosh, if you've so, ever yes. heard Ephesians two eight and nine, yeah, and well, they've avoided that a little or bit. Or just looking at the way Jesus lived. 
So the, the Old Testament. Testament, or excuse, they hardly read out of the Old Testament because that didn't apply to us because we were living under the New Testament. Okay. They also, we were discouraged to read in Revelation because it was taught through Walter that no one could interpret that other than a pastor, and we weren't smart enough to figure it out. Oh, of course. So, so just stay out of just it. Just stay out of it. You so know, just all of these the, are typical uh, uh, descriptions of what a cult is. Oh, all, totally. all these things yeah. are descriptions yes. of, totally. of cultish behavior. Yes. Yes. Only the leader can understand. Yes. Only the leader can interpret scripture. Only the leader yep. hears from God. I mean, it, that's all part of the control. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Well, so, and, um, prior to the last elder passing away, a typical church would be, he would come out, uh, we would sing a song, we would go down for prayer, and he would pray out loud, and then we, he would call out another song number, and we'd sing another song, and then sit back down, and he would teach out of the Bible for probably half hour. Uh, by the time it was the last one, it was only like a half hour he'd teach. Mm-hmm. And then we'd sing one more song, and he'd say another prayer for closing, and that was Dismisses. That was church. Yeah. After the last pastor died, or elder, um, all of the men of the church had a meeting, uh, had several meetings, and came up with a board of uh, directors. member uh, directors to run the money and everything. And then also we voted, what does church look like moving forward? We have no preacher. We have no elders. We have nothing. So we came up with this concept of one song. A minute and a half of silent prayer, nine more songs, and we're done. That, you stand on the first song. Yeah, you stand on the first song. Go down in prayer. Go down in prayer. Come back up. Stand for the second song. No, sit no. for the next. <laughs> sit for the next eight, eight. and then, and then he stand would call on the, the piano player would call out last song. Yeah. You stand up, sing the last song. You're that done. was it. No sermon. No sermon. No. And Only it's been songs. that way since '86. <gasps> To this day. To this day. And no encouragement to read your own Bible. Nothing. There was no Bible studies. No. This is just so okay. No, 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 And then, so us leaving, a pretty big group when we left, left. And it stirred. And we weren't leaving because. Of anything bad. Of anything bad. We had found Jesus. That stirred a big confusion in mm-hmm. FOC. Mm-hmm. So they've also then, and questioning a lot of the young kids who have never heard. So now there's kids who, who like, you know, Matt and I were married in 84. We could have, you know, a 38 year old. They have children. They've never heard, never heard anything, only songs. So they started questioning their parents and we're not that they're not baptized. So now they say only read the red letters. Oh my! The red letters in the Bible. Jesus. Uh, so some translations uh, have uh, Jesus' oh. words in red letters. Oh. For those of you yes. out there listening who don't okay. know that, so we're just going to listen to what Jesus said. I mean, at least that's a, a move in a good direction. Yeah. I mean, it's good to listen to what Jesus yeah. said. I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you'll, you'll get some grace that way. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, just read the red letter edition. Yeah. Yeah. However, I I will say this prior to us leaving, but after we started hanging around this new group of friends of ours, and we found Jesus, right? So uh, this one Sunday morning uh, before church, the men are usually on the back porch or on the front porch, right? And the women go in and sit down. 
there's a circle of probably 15 of us men who all think alike and we're talking Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, what better place to talk Jesus than the back porch of your church? Yeah. Well, there's other groups of men hearing about whatnot, you know, and there's not far from us is a group of men just older than me, like maybe the generation before me or sure. whatever, you know, we're talking about Jesus. One of these men turns around and comes over and, and breaks us up and interrupts us. And he says, um, can you like not talk about Jesus? You're offending us. Oh yeah. my gosh. Can you keep it down a little bit? Yeah. We don't want the We don't want to hear, hear this. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to yeah. be quiet on that. I, I, I keep that. I, I, I'm just going to, yeah, I just need to be still. So, yeah. well, okay. So, yeah. you know what? He went back to his circle. Yeah. And, and the one person that he interrupted is, um, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to no. him. He's loud on a good day. Yeah. He's passionate. He's very passionate, right. but he's a loud talker. Yeah. And he, he just, was like, oh, he was just, oh, like, and he just started talking louder. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, I know. I'm having a hard time just uh, uh, imagining that. So, um, okay. Wow. Thank you, guys. Let's get, we just re- really briefly in a few minutes, can you just summarize what is life like now? Just your relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. your relationship with others, relationship with your church. I mean, I don't know anything like that. What, what's I, life like now? I know what I want to say because it haunted me even though... I knew when we left, it was, it so saw the light and the truth. But these words haunted me. When you're out there all alone and you have no one, you will then, well, the, you will then come back to this building. Okay, that's what they said to you. To me. Yeah. And even though none of that ever came true. Well, I was going to say, how'd that work out for you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have never been alone day Ever, ever yeah. have I been alone. No. Um, people are around us because they want to, not because they have to. People, I've never felt more unconditional love in my life, ever, ever. Truly, truly, truly loved. Um, I've, I've never had more peace um and even even though it's your blood family i feel like god has just taken all that away and has just filled it with so much him yeah and i just want to say just oh, take that leap mm, take yeah. that leap because yeah. we're here with open arms yeah you're just so many people are waiting to love on you that you don't even know take that leap mm, yes come to him yeah and you know for me now uh you ask what it's like for us sure. it's beautiful <laughs> yeah um it's wonderful beautiful um exhilarating to know that my jesus unconditionally loves me amen and forgives me as yep. far as the east is from the west. I never yep. was taught that concept at yep. all. 
Yeah, it hung your sin, your, your it hung over you constantly. Yes. There um, was a spirit of condemnation, yes. but the Bible says there is yes. no condemnation yes. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't and that beautiful? Like Tammy said, you know, from day one leaving the FOC, uh, we've not been alone one bit. Mm. Not and so one second. Every one of our parents, well, like my parents, I watched die, and their their words were, I hope I've done enough. No. Oh, yeah. You know, I hope I've done enough. See, and, and just the weight of that, and then but to understand what Scripture says is that, again, Jesus was the one who did enough. Right. And then you just rest in that. Yes. And so that's that's the, 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 the beauty that we get to have in our relationship with Jesus that, again, he, he led you to. So... Your guys' story is beautiful and it's hard, and I just I hope that as people are listening to this, they 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 have hope because I'm sure they have family members trapped in uh, groups like this, and you know they they probably wonder if uh, you know should they keep praying for them? Should they keep praying for family and friends? And I'm sure the answer is uh, yes, yes, because God rescued you. He Absolutely. opened your eyes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It was, it, it was just something that he did. Yep. And, and so I think, you know, my, my encouragement to, to those listening is, is that no, keep praying, keep talking, keep loving, keep asking God to open blind eyes because yeah. that's, that's what Scripture says. The enemy blinds the eyes yeah. of those who don't believe so they can't see the truth. So I know that's how I pray for people. Lord, you just got to open their eyes. You got to yep. just yeah. rip those blinders off so they see truth. And once that happens, boy, anything's possible. Oh, man. Mm. Yes. So yep. anyway. Yep. So uh, you have anything to add, Katie? No, uh, no. I mean, I could ask you guys questions <laughs> all day, but you guys were so inspiring. And thank you so much for coming on and being willing to share your story. And you never know who's going to hear it um. and, and feel you know inspired yeah. and, and not alone you yes know? yes um yeah. well, thank so you anything for else? inviting us oh, yeah thank you honor yeah of course so matt and tammy thank you for being yes. here and thank you for sharing your story your life and uh you know i'm sure that uh uh you know for those that don't know you you both here are involved at foothills and we love yeah. the two of you and um you know i i just i don't know all I know of your life are, are the Matt and Tammy at Foothills. And so it's fascinating to hear that. your journey. This is all I know. You're just two sweet people who love Jesus. So that's all I know. And and so um, mm -hmm. that's kind of neat in, in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if there are people listening uh, in this geographic area and they would love to talk to you about these type of things, I'm sure that both of you would be more than willing more than. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to meet with anybody. Yeah. And Absolutely. So, yes. Again, you're not alone. And again, we want these uh, podcasts to give hope to people. And so we, we just hope it does. Yeah. And along with that, though, this doesn't go anywhere if you don't help us share. So if you're listening and this added value to you, make sure to share and also give us a five star rating that helps our podcast move up in the rank so other people can see it um, and join the conversation. If you do have any questions, um, if something was said today that sparked, you know, a thought or a comment or a question, send us a message at real life podcast at foothillsonline.com. All right. Well, thanks yep. for listening. Thanks for joining us, Matt and Tammy. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Woo.